I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Music in My Life with me, Laura Wright. Now it's the show where we talk about music that we love so much, our relationship with that music and the role it plays in our life. What is it about music that makes us feel a certain way and why does it tap into our emotions? Now this episode is a little different. We haven't got a guest on today, but I wanted to try and curate a perfect Christmas podcast, in my eyes anyway. So you're gonna hear a little bit of everything from choral music to jazz to pop. Some more obvious than others, but each and every one bringing what I think is festive cheer in a year where we need it more than ever. So let's get started. I grew up listening to choral music and that's the first kind of music that I ever sang and it's why I fell in love with singing and became a professional musician. So as is the tradition in many carol services, there's a festival of nine lessons and carols, perhaps the most famous being from King's College, Cambridge. Now, I've never been to this carol service and it's something that is always played on Christmas Eve on the radio. So do tune in this year as they sadly won't be having an audience or a congregation. But I thought it would be really nice to start today's very special Christmassy episode with a rendition of Once in Royal David City, which is sung by the choir of King's College, Cambridge. Let's have a listen. so beautiful and you can hear that power and strength of the organ in the background there and of course the first verse as well which we didn't hear just then but if you listen to it on Christmas Eve you'll hear a boy treble singing his heart out now you may have had the opportunity when you were younger perhaps to sing that I remember my first solo opportunity was given to me for that very carol and I stood at the back of the church at school absolutely petrified and I remember the greatest thing was that no one was looking at me because everyone was facing the other direction and so I sang and I just loved every moment of it and it was my first experience of hearing an acoustic in a church like that that just made the music soar out and you could just see why so much of this choral music was written for places like churches and cathedrals. Now Once in Royal David City is believed to have been first published in the early 19th century and of course it's all about the nativity. The words are written by children's poet, Mrs. Cecil Francis Alexander, and she's actually remembered for her very well-known hymn, All Things Bright and Beautiful. And the carol was set to music a year after those words were written by organist H.J. Gauntlet. 
Now let's move on to something completely different. We're going to stay in the classical music realm, but we're going to hear something that is very, very different. Although it was only written in 1979, I still think it sounds like it could have been written yesterday. It's very modern in its composition. John Tavner, who is no longer with us, wrote the piece The Lamb, as I say, in 1979, and the text was by the poet William Blake. Now, The Lamb is called a sacred song, and it is performed mainly at Christmas because the setting is about Jesus, and it's also Jesus referred to as the Lamb of God in the Bible. But I think also to to note here, even if regardless of your religious views or opinion, we have to admit that much of our most loved Christmas carols and music is written in devotion to this story of Jesus Christ. Now, what is amazing about this piece of music is that the entire piece is made up essentially from the first line that we hear. Little lamb, who made thee? Dost thou know who made thee? Now, there's an innocence in the music from the start when we hear the female voices or trebles singing in unison. So all singing the same notes at the same time all together. And then as the song develops, there's this dissonance that creeps in. So we hear these kind of crunchy harmonies that make us feel uncomfortable and and we're not quite sure why. And then there's this beautiful resolve where we hear the sopranos, the altos, the tenors and the basses all come together and we hear a beautiful, rich texture. And it's a really comforting sound. When I listen to this this piece of music, I feel like I can kind of smell the mulled wine and and taste the mince pies. And it's incredibly nostalgic of those carol services that I think we've all been to when we were younger, whether we were dragged along by our parents or perhaps going willingly. So let's have a little listen to some of this beautiful piece of music now. This is John Tavner's The Lamb. so beautiful. So this song is also unusual because there's no time signature written. So the choir and the conductor are free to create the kind of tempo that they want. For the line, who made thee, Tavner uses this rhythmic augmentation. So he doubles the note value. So twice as long for each note that was there before. And so therefore the music appears to be really slowing up and you get to enjoy that rich, warm harmony for twice as long. It is one of my favorite pieces of music to hear at Christmas time. And if you haven't listened to it before, I would highly recommend giving it a go this Christmas. We all know how a Christmas carol begins, but you've never heard it like this. Marley was dead to begin with. Dead as a doornail. Now, I don't know why a doornail. They've never had any life to begin with. But bottom line, Marley is dead. A Christmas Carol, The Rude Retelling, read by Brian Harvey. Listen to the uncensored version out now. Find it wherever you found this podcast or go to podfollow.com slash Scrooge. Buff humbug. Our next song that I've chosen for you is by Coldplay. This was released back in 2010. Now I know people, some people have a love-hate relationship with Coldplay as a band, but I think they're incredible and the way that they reinvent their music and keep coming up with hooks that we can never, ever forget. Now this is 
none other than Christmas lights. They, as I say, released it 10 years ago this year. And the video for me is really I mean, it's the, it's the style of a nativity play, but it's very random at the same time. Think Love Actually with the lobsters. In this particular nativity scene, there are three Elvis impersonators playing violin. And I was reading up on this song and one of them happens to be Simon Pegg. So I couldn't spot which one, but maybe if you watch the video this Christmas, you can tell me which one of the three Elvises is indeed Simon Pegg. <laughs> it shows London and the iconic River Thames in all its glory. There's fireworks at the end, talks of Oxford, street you know all the things that if you are a Londoner like myself you recognize you love and it just warms the heart in that cold play slightly melancholy way when I first heard this song I remember being in central London and I remember seeing the beautiful Christmas lights the hustle and bustle of people doing Christmas shopping and then the smell of roasting chestnuts in Hyde Park's winter wonderland and I have to say I've really missed that this year and I know that overspending for the sake of it shouldn't be a priority at Christmas but I've missed that kindness and friendliness that seems to appear over the festive season I have to say the masks really don't help with that I'm learning to smile with my eyes but I'm not very good at it (laughs) anyway this song made me reminisce about that time and about the hope for next year as well and how news of the vaccine will hope us hopefully let us all live in a much freer world let's have a listen to Coldplay's Christmas Lights Christmas Lights Light up the street Down where the sea And say Ah, so good. I didn't want it to stop. (laughs) That's definitely on my Christmas playlist this year. Next up is a bit of a spooky carol. It's called Carol of the Bells. You might recognize it if I was to hum dum da da dum dum da da dum dum da da dum dum da da dum and keep going. So you have to have a big breath to be able to sing this song. But this version I'm going to play you now is Katie Melua and the Gory Women's Choir singing the original 1914 Ukrainian version, which is translated to The Little Swallow. Let's have a listen and I'll tell you some more about it. You want to kind of join in and it seems very kind of really catchy melody and, and there's a sense of urgency as the song goes on. Very quick and very tough, I imagine, to sing all those words as well. Um, So, as I say, it's a popular Christmas carol composed by Ukrainian composer Mykola Leontovich. And it was back in 1914 with the lyrics written by Peter J. Wolowski. Now, it's based on a Ukrainian folk chant. And of course, I mean, myself included, I didn't know that about the piece. I presumed it was a English piece of music that had been around for a long time. Um, and this is what's so great is that reading about the history of this music and, and festive music in particular gives us that better understanding of where it's come from and why it was written. Now, the original work was intended to be sung a cappella, so as we just heard it, without any accompaniment by a mixed four-voice choir. But there are two other settings, one of which we've heard, which was for women's choir and another for a children's choir with piano. Now, they're really rarely performed or recorded, and so that's why I wanted to play Katie Melua's version today, because it's something that you might struggle to find on your normal places you find your music. But actually, if you have a little look around, those versions a cappella with a Ukrainian women's choir, I think are the most beautiful. Um, interestingly as well, a bit of a 
trivia for you there was an arrangement by John Williams written for the 1990 Christmas staple Home Alone which might be why it became very popular over this side (laughs) finally we're going to listen to a piece sung by Nat King Cole Christmas song which you might know as chestnuts roasting on an open fire written in 1945 by Robert Wells and Mel Torme it is one of my favorite pieces of music to listen to at this time of year And his voice is just like velvet. I love listening to his style of singing and just the the kindness in his voice almost comes across when you hear. So let's listen to Nat King Cole singing the Christmas song. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you. Nat King Cole grew up in Chicago and by the age of 12 he sang and he played the organ in the church where his father was a pastor. Now if you haven't played the organ before it's one of the most complicated things to be able to play and to learn. Your feet have to move at the same time as your hands which might sound easy but actually when you've got a lot of pedals underneath you and then you've also got not just one keyboard but several keyboards in front of you I think that sounds quite daunting. Um, He then became part of a jazz group called the Royal Dukes five five years later and then started touring in 1937 where he played jazz in clubs in Los Angeles and he he actually created the trio the King Cole trio and that's where obviously his name then came from Nat King Cole. He is an influence on jazz pianists such as Oscar Peterson and he was known for a really beautiful melodic way of singing. So I hope you've enjoyed my favourite Christmas music of 2020 and this special episode of Music In My Life. I hope you'll have a wonderful Christmas, a very happy new year and join me next year in 2021 for more of Music In My Life. Bye. I really hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and I'd love to hear about your favourite piece of music. So make sure you pop a comment on Apple reviews with your song choice and the story behind it. I'm going to be reading out some of your stories in an upcoming Minnesota. Also, we've now put our guest song choices in the show notes. So if you want to hear any of their songs again, you can find them there. Thanks so much, guys, and see you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.